0: Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast. I'm Nicole Church-Steinbach, your host and the International Bravery Coach for Women in Tech. I serve women all over the world to earn more money, create more opportunities, and thrive in the tech industry because tech needs all of us. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, 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 brave people. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Mm, I love this podcast and I'm really glad you do too. All right. Today, our topic is how to effectively run your career. Now, heads up, you're going to have one of two responses to this. You're either going to groan, roll your eyes and be like, oh, she jumped the shark Or you're going to be like, that's right. Speak the truth. Step up and preach. (laughs) Amen and continue. (laughs) No matter what your first initial response is, I really suggest you hang around. You ready? You are the CEO of your career. Which response did you have? I need email. I want to (laughs) know. All right. The sad part about this sentence is that it's been so misused. So many managers, so many HR representatives have misused this statement to take themselves out of the accountability for creating infrastructure, systems, cultures that support all of their employees. Instead, they've used it to leave people out to dry. Yeah, it sucks. And the reason that they use this statement is because it's actually true. Should they be doing a better job? Yep, you heard it from me, 100%. Are they? No. Sometimes? Maybe? Yes? But that doesn't matter. That literally doesn't matter because you are the CEO of your career. You, if we use the metaphor of driving, you're behind the wheel, not HR, not your manager, not the executives, not the interns, none of them. And if they are, go ahead and ask them to pull over to the side, get out. And get in the back and you get behind the driver's wheel because you are the CEO of your career. Let me give you a few examples. Number one, you are not accounting. You're not just looking at the pennies and the dimes and the nickels and the crowns and the sovereigns and the rupees that are going in and out. No, you are not accounting. You're also not the project manager. Just getting a list of shit done. Making sure stuff happens for a strategy that someone else set. Mm. You're not the HR person either. Mm. You're not minimizing risk with pretty language. You're not contorting yourself. Nope. Mm. You're not holding up systems of power. No. And you're not any other role, none of them, because you are the CEO. You steer right now, right now, you are steering your career with who you are, what you expect, and what you accept. You, dear CEO, You set the entire strategy. You establish the excellence in delivery and making things happen right now. You are quite literally the face of your career. You go way past accounting and you steward your career with investments, with planning, with growth. You direct and guide in times of crisis. You lead, you develop others, and you also fire the folks who can't or won't do the role you need for your career. Side note, that also means sometimes you got to fire the company, you got to fire a manager, you got to go to a new place, you got to go to a new team, need a new mentor, new sponsor, new coach, new accountability person. And you develop the ones who are right always. And you make sure, like the CEO, that they're in the right roles for the strategy you set for the excellence you expect, for the delivery you create in your investment plan, in your growth, because you are the CEO of your career. So let me give you four ways that you can effectively run your career as the CEO. Number one, CEOs love sound bites hundred percent. They are there to be visionary and strategic. You need to be visionary and strategic too. And you need your soundbite. Super duper clear about where you're going and why it matters. Clarity. The first part of the build your brave framework. CEOs are clear. You catch them at 5 a.m. on a Thursday morning and you say, oh, where are we going with this again? Boom, they have it. You catch them at 11.30 p.m. at drinks on a Tuesday, bam, same soundbite. Why? Because they know that their role is visionary and strategic and they steer the entire ship No matter who asks you what your goal is, no matter how you bring it up in conversation, boom, soundbite. Now, is it word for word? Please, God, no. Do not do an elevator pitch. I don't know who came up with that idea, but it is not a good one. But you know what your goal is and you share it. Bam. Opportunity. Bam. Soundbite. Bam. Interview. Bam. Because you are the CEO of your career. Number two, I hear a lot of complaints about new CEOs coming in and they shift around a lot of people. They bring in new people. They exit other people. They shift people into new roles. I hear you. I've been there. There are times when it's overdone, but here's the deal. CEOs are going to make sure they have the best people closest to them. They have the best people for that role in the role. They're going to pay attention to who is close to them. What are they doing? How do they get things done? Do they believe? Are they committed? And a great CEO does not play. I have been around a lot of Fortune 500 CEOs, a ton of small global organization CEOs, and some startup founders. And let me tell you, they have the best people closest to them. They give feedback clearly, succinctly, and in your face. And they don't wait for someone to finally get on board. For you, your career board of directors better be full of the best people. The people who are committed to your vision, to you. The people who believe you're a goddamn rock star. And if you are not a goddamn rock star, believe and are telling you how, what you got to feel, what you got to do, what you got to learn. Because I'll tell you, my delivery was always fantastic. (sighs) What I did was always top notch. But who I was, I was an asshole for a number of years. And I did not have the best people around me. I had to change that. I had to change it to people who were like, look, we know you can do all this, but you're not going further until you learn to stop being so damn aggressive. Until you start creating space and listening to other people, no matter their level of hierarchy. Until you start to ask, until you start to be appropriately vulnerable, until you slow down your nervous system, lady, you're not growing. The best people, you got to have the best people just like a CEO and you got to have them in the right role. You know, there were people who were my sponsors and they're not my sponsors anymore. They're not in the rooms that I need to get into, that I want to get into. They're my friends now. I had a mentor who turned out to really, in a hard time in her life, go through some serious integrity issues. I took her off my career board of directors faster then I can click my fingers. So number one, sound bite. Number two, the best people closest to you. Number three, CEOs, the good ones, are always moving towards the next level. The crappy CEOs believe mm, we're at the top. We got it. We're IBM. We don't need nothing else. Ain't nobody come from for us. No. The okay CEOs are like, we can go to that next level. But they don't pay attention to what's going on. They don't have the closest people to them. And they're not growing themselves as humans, the people around them in the entire organization. They're not taking risks. They're not failing. A CEO who doesn't fail is not having the pile of success. Either, I worked under a CEO who failed all the time. He took that company that I was working at at the time from a real operating margin problem to highly profitable software organization in a very short period of time too. So you're always moving towards the next level, always. And number four, You are always driving accountability and the vast majority of that accountability is for yourself. The buck stops with you. Something goes off, you evaluate how you created it, how you let it happen, what you weren't paying attention to. And then you take action. I mentioned one of my mentors She was going through an extremely hard time in her life. And for whatever reason, her response to that was to make very, very questionable choices around integrity. Now, is that my accountability? No. I don't make anyone else's choices. That's hers. What am I accountable for because I am the CEO I took her off my career board of directors with a click of my fingers. That was the end of that. And I said to her at the time, I said, Hey, when you're ready to talk about this, I'm here. I know you're going through a hard time. I'm here. You are the CEO of your career. You're not getting paid. Stop working. The accountability is with you. A colleague is stealing your work. Speak up. You're not getting paid appropriately. Fire the people around you, and shift yesterday. CEOs, the best ones, they are constantly investing in themselves. There was just recently from Forbes, the Forbes CEO Council, there was recently a presentation. The minimum, the minimum that CEOs and Fortune 1000 companies are investing in themselves. This is their coaching, their therapy, their learning, their leadership, their brains basically. The minimum, the lowest that was shared was 250,000 US dollars a year. That was the lowest. There are coaches out there That meet with CEOs four times a year. The CEO has to fly in, has to commit that time. There are no interruptions. They're together. I think one day, one full day, four times a year, hundred thousand dollars. Why? Because those coaches and that CEO, they're committed. They get the fucking results. The leadership program that's been mentioned on this podcast is almost two hundred thousand dollars to complete, and there's a waiting list it is hard to get into. How are you investing in yourself, CEO? What is your version with your income currently and in the future of $250,000 minimum? I've said this many times, saying it again. You want to be a six-figure earner? You better invest in yourself like it. You want to be an executive? You better invest in yourself like it. You better have the best people around you You better putting the money and the time and the energy into your own growth, just like a CEO. And CEOs, they hire experts for everything. A competitor comes out of nowhere. The CEO does the research. They learn, they feel, they act, and then they get the support they need. Turns out Something's gone wrong with their software. They learn. They ask a lot of questions. They have the feelings. They express them. They take the action. They get the expertise that's necessary for every single situation. And this is how you effectively run your career. Starts with one sentence I'm the CEO. Right here, right now, I'm the CEO. And four main buckets of action soundbite, best people closest to you, always moving towards the next level, and driving accountability always and mostly for yourself. Hmm. So go, CEOs. Go, feel, do. Learn, believe. The career you want, the results you want, the life you want, it's right on the other side. Until next week, brave it up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. If you're ready to build your brave, to live a life you love and create a career that matters to you. Reach out. Together, we can spend time one-on-one to explore how I can help you. And until then, share this episode with people in your life, people who can join our movement to redefine brave, how we identify it, experience it, and celebrate it.